Electricast. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. On this episode of MTP, it's our week one overreactions to the 2021 NFL season. And Bobby gives us our Week 2 Power Rankings. Can you guess which own one team is in the top 10? This is Missing the Point. Episode 87. But it's all relative. Welcome, everyone. To another episode of Missing the Point. This is the real BK Bob Kelly, joined by my guy, Rayshon Buchanan. Uh, we're here to break down everything football from week one, uh, overreactions, takeaways. Uh, we'll get into my power rankings, you know, very exciting stuff here. Uh, but Ray, how we doing, man? How, how, how did week one treat you? Oh, I mean, I mean, my team didn't win, obviously, but fantasy-wise, we'll get into that certainly did, did pretty well. You know, you and I had a great, had a great mashup. Man, it wasn't that great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Depending on who you ask, you know, but no, like, Hey, you know, uh, we talked about this off the air, but you know, this is my first time doing this in my quote unquote new studio. Cause it is a studio apartment. So studio apartment, new studio. So <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, you know, I got all my colognes light up like Craig does too. So we we have something in common now. <laughs> so yeah. So, you know, it's good to be back, man. It's been a couple of weeks. So I'm excited to get into it. week one overall, uh, was awesome. So I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, man. I mean, let's just get right into it. I, I want to kick it off, you know, as we usually do. And let's talk about, let's talk about the Pats, man. I, I know. Well, actually, first, you know what? First, we're going to go internal. We're going to talk about that fantasy matchup that we have. Bro, my team has never, I don't know what it is about this missing the point league, uh, but for some reason, the biggest guys on my team every single year are, are just garbage. And I don't understand what happened, man. I have Mike Evans, Najee Harris, and... Who is the other guy? Uh, Mike Evans, Elijah Harris, and Justin Jefferson. They combined for 35 points between the three of them. I put up a whopping 86 points, and you absolutely smoked me, man. That game was over. That game was over after the 1 p.m. games. It, it, I was toast. As soon as Najee Harris had, what, 4.3 points or something like that, bro, that's it. That's it. That's going to do it. Well, no, I listen, I, I was nervous myself, man, because... So obviously it started on Thursday night because I had I had Gronkowski, but I had him on the bench. And I remember texting, I was like, dog, like, I cannot believe I had Brock on it. He had 29 for me off the bench. I was like, fuck. Like, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get smoked already, not playing the guy that I and I was like, you know, and thank but thank God TJ Hawkinson had a great game. 
Because <laughs> I mean, Mike, I mean, we'll get into that when we get to surprises. But my God, uh, that Detroit game and in San Francisco was wild. But yeah, thank God J.J. Hawkinson played well. Thank God Mahomes matched Kyler Murray because Kyler Murray was going to win that shit for you alone. He was just doing whatever he wanted against uh, Tennessee. He was amazing, man. He's, he's the beast. He's definitely next up. Yeah, and Mike, you know, I know, I know, hold on to your seat when you hear this. He's everything that Lamar's supposed to be. So I am a Lamar guy, but we'll get there. But yeah, he's everything he's supposed to be. But yeah, man. Yeah, like I, I was just glad that my guys got it, got it together. Uh, Josh Jacobs scored, scored a touchdown for me last night as we recorded this on a Tuesday. So yeah, I was excited, man. I But I knew that's okay. If my two guys performed me, Justin Tucker and Josh Jacobs, like I got it because I was like, it was close enough that I was going to win it. Uh, but I knew those guys had to perform. Otherwise, you know, you were going to come up with the victory. But thankfully, my guys came through. Well, what, what's the takeaway here is, though, is I'm just so happy it's back, man. Like before we get into it, I have to say, like the feeling around this football season to me is just different than it was last year. DK brought it up before, too. It just, it feels more real with the fans there, with everything going on with the full preseason and off season. Like everything just feels like a real beginning of the NFL season. And and Thursday to Sunday, obviously Thursday was special to me because I, I love the way we looked. But like you know, we lost, but we'll get there. Thursday to Sunday just was so amazing. And the fact that fantasy's back, the fact that like my screen time average on Sunday was like eighteen hours was the best thing I've ever, you know what I mean? Like, I got my report. It was like, yeah, football is definitely back. Um, so it, it's just so good, man. But let's get right into week one. You know, I want to start, we'll, we'll get into overreactions from week one in a little bit, but I, I want to talk about our teams first. So well, let's dive right into the, the opening game of the season. Buccaneers, Cowboys, man. What a game that was, first of all. I have to say it was such a cool way to start off the season. Uh, having the champs play my boys. And my boys hung tough, man. They showed a lot. And, and, and if this is the team that shows up for the rest of the year, right, right, do you think they have a legit shot? I mean, to me, it looks like our defense showed up. Dak Prescott whoa, showed no ill effects of that injury, man. If anything, he looked better than he did before the injury. So so, so would you think, did, are the Cowboys a legit contender in the NFC now? I, I think, I mean, I think they were legit before. I mean, we did talk about them winning the division in our, you know, in our preview show, so. You know, you can check that out in the show notes, you know? So I, I just think that, you know, Dak, Dak was at an MVP level Thursday night and there's no denying that, you know, I, and obviously, you know, jokes always come when the Cowboys play because people just love to rag on them and talk about 1996 and 24 years. But look, all that, regardless of that, Dak bold. I do think they need a little more balance though. Listen, you pay Ezekiel Elliott $90 million, not to wear crop top shirts, but to actually produce on the field. And the fact that he... Didn't do much on Thursday night. I think if he even gave y'all 75 yards, you know, Thursday night, who knows, maybe, you know, you're not needing a field goal from Greg Zerline at the end, right? And it's funny, right? So obviously, you know, people are going to say, they're going to listen to this and say, hi, it's 20 but I told my boy, Kevin's also a diehard Cowboys fan like you. He was like, well, what do you have? Who do you have Thursday night? I said, I got y'all winning 31 28. Like, he was like, no way. I was like, yo, I, I, I said, I don't know. I said, I think, I was like, I think y'all got it. And when Zerla hit the field goal, I was like, yo, I told you, bro. Like, I was like, y'all get offensively. I said, defensively, might be a little shaky still. But as an offensively, if Dak's on, we saw it for five games last year. Like, he's, he's money. So <laughs> that that's what I saw. So I was okay. See y'all winning. And then, you know, <laughs> that man, 12, you know, gets the, gets the ball with one minute and 20 seconds. And I told him, I said, hey, sorry, bro. Like, it's, it's probably over because 
as for 20 years, we saw it up here. You know, you could check out our t- TikTok page, the MTP podcast. You know, our producer, Craig Ellison, did a phenomenal job with <laughs> at, at, at portraying what all patient fans felt on, over the weekend, watching that game or even on Thursday night. Like, so yeah, so that, that was crazy. So yeah, listen, uh, 12 did what he did, did, did what he did, but to answer your question or to wrap it up on your question, I should say, uh, like I said, Dallas did look legit. And, you know, if there was a more victory, as I put that in quotations, they definitely got one on Thursday night. Yeah, for sure, man. And so, uh, to the, so the, the thing about the Zeke point, so I guess, I don't know if, it, if it's hearsay or if it's, uh, revision, revisionist, if I could talk, revisionist history, but the O coordinator for the Cowboys said he called 14 other run plays that Dak checked out of because he didn't like the look. And that's why the passing was so much more heavy. Was that I don't, sounds like the cover in their ass to me. Like that's why Zeke didn't get any yards. You know, who knows? The Tom Brady part, man, I got to say, when Zerline hit that field goal, I was so pumped that I looked down at the clock and I saw a minute and 22 seconds left. And I was just like, bro, we're not fucking winning this game. We're not winning this game. And Katie was sitting there, she's like, what do you mean you're not winning? Just watch, man. Just watch. And in like clockwork, it was the most Tom Brady-esque, picturesque drive I've ever seen. Dump down the field five to 10 yards at a time, one big play, 15 yards, and then another five yards, five yards, five yards, five. It, it, there's nothing you can do about it when it gets to that point, which is why, I, like, like I was saying, Joe in the chat, man, Tom Brady is the greatest ever. There is no getting around. Like, he is, he's so good, man. It's like, I, I've never seen a quarterback that you knew if it's over a minute and they have, even if there's no timeouts over a minute, he's going down the field and they're going to get a chance to win that game. So I loved it. I loved every second of it. I thought we looked awesome. Uh, I wasn't expecting us to be in that game like we were. So yes, I walk away happy from it. Would have loved to have it. Greg Zerline, you're killing me with those back problems today, but better go to the chiropractor tomorrow. But bro, what are you going to do? That's the way I look at it. It's like, what are you going to do? It, it, it there's nothing we can we stopped Tom Brady three times in that fourth quarter in big drives. And those things that last year the Dallas Cowboys had no semblance of even looking like they were close to do. You know what I mean? Last year that last year's Cowboys lose that game 44 to 17. And they fumble three times in the first quarter. So I, I it just feels like a different team to me. We'll see. Chargers are gonna tell a lot this year. But what else? Yeah, I mean that that's for sure. Like I said, they're 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 gonna be in it. And like I said, they gave a great week one performance regardless of, of the outcome. And you know, so that that kind of leads into what you know, you know, our you know, our team, you know, me, Craig, Joe, and, and Mike, our team in New England, you know, they lost seventeen to sixteen to Miami. Uh Mac Jones, you know, first round pick out of Alabama, goes twenty nine to thirty nine. 281 and a touchdown to Nelson Algalore. You know, he to me, he was he he looked every bit of the player they drafted. I, I didn't expect him to be that this good this soon, especially in, in this type of game. Uh, Brian Flores threw everything at him but the kitchen sink, in my, in my opinion. And you know, I was just pleased at how he handled it. Now, at the same time, I, I want to ask you this question. Have you seen in the way with a team, even from last year, just in, but just in general, be this sloppy? Because eight penalties, the fumbles, like just have you ever seen a lack of discipline from the Cyber Patriots team and that, that you can remember? No, not that I can remember. That definitely was one of the more sloppy 
Patriots games I've seen in a while. The thing is, though, man, is rookie quarterbacks are, are going to, I feel like it drives those kind of mistakes, even if he is above his years. Having a rookie quarterback, rookie running back, uh, a second year running back, like it just, I feel like it's going to, those things are going to happen. But the upside of it is, is so different to me that, like, listen, if Cam Newton was your quarterback and you guys looked that sloppy, burn it to the ground. <laughs> you know what I mean? Burn it to the goddamn ground. But as soon as you have Mac Jones in there, it's like, well, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Like, I, I get you guys had a chance, but I, I would have came away. I'm all about more victories, apparently, today. I would have came away from that game extremely happy. Your running backs let you down. That's what it comes down to, is your running backs cost you that game, 100%. And it was both of them, too, which was what the scary part is. Yeah, I, I was... Listen, there's been no bigger supporter of Damian Harris, Harris than me. I I was sick on Sunday with that second fumble. Like, if if I could have, you know, you know, just allowed him not to get on the plane to New York, like I, I would have. Like that. That's how bad. That's how mad I was on Sunday. Because and, and I get it, right? You know, you want to fight for the extra yards. You know, that's you know, Belichick loves that guy that's going to go and be that grinder. Um, lay lay down, bro. Just lay down. <laughs> Fight, yeah, you gotta pick, gotta pick the ball once again. You got a hundred yards, like, and I get it. You're gonna be the future back now. You know, Stevenson's killed too, but it wasn't to me. That wasn't a fumble, but I get it. I mean, they whatever that you know, it, it, the call was the call, but it's like to me, the fumbles wasn't as bad to me. I mean, I obviously Harris that that cost the game, but the penalties, man, from the Shaq Mason, like, bro, you've been here, like, you're not new to the team. That was a hell of a play to Kendrick Bourne. I think that was a play. And you are blocking the back. Like, what are you, oh, like, what are you, what are you doing, Shaq Mason? Away from the play, too. Away from the play. What are you doing? Like, so to me, that that was boneheaded. Matt Judon, who, who played great overall Sunday, but he had a boneheaded play. So it, it's just like, oh, my God. So it's just like, you know, I do think that because they've had so much of an overhaul the last two years, you know, there's a lot of guys that have not learned the quote-unquote picture away yet. So it's important that Bill... His son, Gerard Mayo, Troy Brown, and whoever else is there, like they have to instill what it means to be a patriot, what it means to play disciplined f- football, uh, what it what it means to play winning football, and that had, that did not sh- that did not show uh, at all on, on Sunday. The offense clearly is better. Like that, there's no like DK was right. You know, shout, shout out to DK. Like clearly the offense is better, right? But if you can't punch it in. Uh, from inside the 20, that's the problem. And once again, run happy Josh, you know, happy Josh. Like just like I, I, a, I have a, a nickname for, for Horseshoe, for Brad Stevens. I got to come up with a nickname for Josh. I don't know what I'm going to come up with. Bill's exempt. Bill's immune. He doesn't get a nickname. Yeah, maybe just, maybe just Sloop Josh. I, I don't know. Well, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, just Sloop Josh, because all he wants to do is, is, is run the ball. It's like, it's AB 3rd or 12. Let's run it. It's like, bro, like throw the play action, see what Mac can do. That throw that Mac had to to James White on that third and eight, that was like, I, and I don't want to exaggerate because I'm like, it's, you see bias, but that's one of the best throws I've seen. Like that, that was unreal. How he, I mean, he literally just dropped it in the bread basket, as they say. And I mean, James White is awesome. That's why I had James White on the first day. I knew I said James White has to be that safety blanket in the backfield. He has to be right. So I'm glad I was right. I'm glad they utilized him. In the game plan, but yeah, there were just throws that Mac made that obviously I said last year just wasn't happening. And for the fans out there that were killing Cam, and now you're you're sucking him off, saying that if he was out there, they would have won. Shut the fuck up. And yes, we get it. They went twenty-one to eleven last year. 
No, they had to fucking run. They had there was the cameras running for his fucking life. They they that that had to happen. What what did you think? Are you dumb? Like that that had to happen. Now you got a guy that can actually throw it more than five yards out of field, and Jet Sweep Josh just wants to run it on third and thirteen. So nine and twelve on third down, you can't teach that. So Craig, I know you get that reference. You can't teach that. So that's under pressure. The man performed <laughs> right. You can't exactly. You know, so it, it, it was beautiful to watch. So hopefully uh, they do damage against the Jets and calm down, Patriots fans. This is not a, oh, 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 a must win. Calm down. <laughs> calm down. And it would be nice of them to win it all. So we'll get to that later on. But it's not a must win on Sunday. But the, I, I get it. The excitement is there. You know, you want them to, to become a 500 team. But re- relax. <laughs> relax. It's, it's not a must win on Sunday. Quote Aaron R E L D. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah. He 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 need he need to relax too, but we'll get to that before we get to Aaron because we're definitely getting there. Don't worry. Um, the 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 Patriots. I, I told. I don't want to say I told you. All right, I don't. I don't. I really don't. But I'm going to because I fucking told you. I told you guys week one there would be at least three to four. Not you guys specifically, like the Patriots fans in general. Um, <laughs> that there would be at least three to four float throws week one that you'd be like oh okay that's what we're doing and it happened that james white throw there was the touchdown the born there was there, there was a few more throws that like you're just watching it and you're like that's an nfl quarterback man that's those are the throws that that needs to be made yes was there sloppy mistakes yes did he look like a rookie at times 100 percent. but like you're saying he was getting a kitchen sink thrown at him by not only a good defense, but maybe one of the better defenses in the NFL. Oh, for sure. Definitely one of the more aggressive defenses in the NFL, which is huge because literally he's got six, seven guys coming into his face all game long. And I thought that was the most impressive thing was like, yeah, his completion percentage was high, but how he handled that blitz, play in and play out, being able to pick who he was going to, finding his hot route, you know what I mean? Just actually playing the quarterback position as a rookie w- was very impressive to me and, and i think brighter days are ahead for mac jones mac jones is gonna have a few games this season where you're gonna be like oh, oh my goodness and listen i'm not the guy that sits here and talks to the patriots i'm not you guys all know this but he's good man and that might be an overreaction and we'll get there too but i'm just saying he's a really good quarterback you guys are lucky to have him yeah, I mean that's listen. I we need you to be right. Well, we want you to be. We need you to be right, right? Because obviously, you know, you don't definitely got that high with him to be, you know, Brian Warrior. You want him to be the guy, not a guy, but the guy. So hopefully that's what happens. Hopefully, actually, much he's going to have the rookie mistakes. That that's going to happen. Hell, that first play of the game, <laughs> you know, you you get pressure. You basically throw like a backward passage on the script. Like what? Like what the hell was that? So. I'm also looking forward to the tight ends being more a part of the offense. So whether that's, you know, Ossie when he comes back, obviously with John Smith and Hunter Henry, they did have a couple of flashes during this game. So hopefully as they get acclimated, because they didn't have much of a preseason uh, due to being kind of nicked up. So hopefully, like I said, you know, those tight end scene routes that they run, they used to run with Gronk and, uh, you know, that, that other 81 that will, that will be mentioned. Craig's, Craig's fantasy name is named after him. Which is also wild, but that's hilarious. But, Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's all the hitting, man. Jesus. Oh, that's just, oh, God. 
Oh, well, fine. Fuck it. Fine. Aaron, Aaron Hernandez. Aaron, Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's, it's wild, but hilarious. But yeah, hopefully we get back to that. So, but I said enough past time. Let's get into the rest of week one. All right. Yeah. So, so we're going to first. So my favorite part about week one, we talked about this over the weekend with the whole group. Overreactions, man. It's the best part. It, it's my favorite thing. You watch week one. You waited all year for this. And you're just like. This is how it is. This is how it's going to be for the next 17 weeks because it happened this one week. It's the only week of the NFL season where you get to pick one game and be like, listen, that's just the way it is. So I, I want to start with one. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is washed up or too big of a distraction for the Green Bay Packers to continue on for the rest of the season. Is that a fact? For everyone who lives under a rock and missed it, uh, the New Orleans Saints beat the Green Bay Packers 38-3. to Beat the bricks off them. On Sunday, it was an absolute beatdown. Aaron Rodgers looked like a shell of himself all game long. I don't have the stats in front of me. No, I, I got you 15-28. to 28. There you go. 133, two picks. Garbage. It's the worst, it's, it's, it's the worst game I've ever seen Aaron play. Decision-making-wise... Body language wise, I I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback look as pissed off or like look as much of a what the fuck look on his face in my entire life. I really don't. I've never seen just like any mistake or anything that was made. He rolled his eyes like you could just see his body language was different. So my overreaction is probably it's too big of a distraction that Aaron Rodgers is either not going to last in Green Bay this season. Or the Packers are going to be bad because of Aaron Rodgers. Is that an overreaction, right? No, I don't think it is. So the follow-up question I have to that. So do you think he points shaved on, on Sunday? <laughs> I mean, I mean, my God, like, it was that bad, bro. Like, like point shaving, like, I, I, that, that's a legit question. Like, and I'm not one to bring that up. Like, I, I'm not thinking it was I had doing the Tim Donnelly type thing. Like, that, I don't think that's the case. But 15 to 28, so that, like I said, under, under you know, that's a little over 50%. Two interceptions, no touchdowns for Aaron Rodgers. Like, this is the guy that stole 45 touchdowns on the six picks. This is a guy, this is a guy that's, yeah, is a multiple, is, is an MVP. Bitch, the last two NFC Championship games, like, they went 13 to three last year. Like, 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 I, I just, to me, like, asking to be point shave may be an actual thing. Like, and, and who knows? Maybe he said, okay, you know, the Milwaukee bus getting a ring is the last thing I'm going to help do for what Scott said. And he's out of there. So listen, if that's the case, listen, Green Bay Packers, yo, ownership got to get him out of there. Like, you got to go now. Like, if, that, if that's the case, let the journal up Aaron start now. Like, clear, clearly he's not going to show up. And I think this Sunday show, like, if he, if he does a ball this Sunday, yeah, maybe he goes maybe like 16 to like 35, 174, like one touch out of two picks. He's clearly fucking with y'all and saying, look, I'm not going to play my best. Give me out here type thing. So, no, to answer your question, because I was super long-winded, it's not an overreaction. Uh, I think it's spot on. And he may be point shaving. Is he James Harding him right now? Because, like... Yeah, that, that's, what, that's what he might be doing. He doesn't even just look... So, I do think... To be, so to be contrary to my point before I get to it, is I, I do think it is a little bit of an overreaction because I, I do think Aaron Rodgers is going to be Aaron Rodgers. And it's only a matter of time before he has a game where we're like, oh, right, okay. The same time, it is also very possible that he's James Hardening the shit out of the Packers right now because I've never seen Aaron Rodgers look like this either, man. He isn't just changing his play 
he looks like a 54-year-old homeless man that you would give change to on the side of the road right now. It's unbelievable what he looks like. Like, you, you don't recognize him. He has a tighter man bun than DK. Like, I just, you know what I mean? Like, bro, I, I don't know who he is right now. And, like, I do kind of have a feeling that he's hardening him. And he's, he's going to get traded, and all of a sudden, that hair is going to come back low. Like... It'll be jacked again. You're like, what? Yeah, you know, you know who I, I put it. It's, so it, it is James Harden. That's more of a, of a recent. Uh, that's more of a recent thing that happened. But remember, you know, in our in our childhood, when Vince Carter was in Toronto, and Vince Carter was kind of getting hurt there and missing us and not really performing well in Toronto. And as soon as his ass got sent in New Jersey, twenty seven at night, and we was like, oh, Vince Carter still got something. Yeah, motherfucker, like Vince's Vince's half man, half amazing. Well. We see Aaron Rodgers just up on the field that no other quarterback has done, maybe outside of Mahomes. So yeah, like and yeah, he's thirty eight now, but he can still he 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 still got it. Although he's thirty seven, he'll be thirty eight later on this year. So like he he still can dominate a, a game. So yeah, I, I don't want folks to get it twisted. Like he's he's sometimes a scrub because he, he's he, he's far from it. He, he ain't that number twelve that at Tampa Bay. And we, I, I hope that we I hope that we figured that shit out last year. And I want to make that clear, but you know, he's, he's far from a scrap. Like he, he's still top five, maybe even top three when he's on. So, but yeah, get that man out of Green Bay. He's probably going to go to Denver. Yeah, I'll put that out there. I think he goes to Denver by week eight. I was going to say, you think he finishes in Green Bay this season? No, no, no. He'll be out of there week eight. Get him out of there week eight. Send his ass to, you know, the Green Bay. Get Teddy's ass out of there. And, you know, let him work with them boys down in Denver. They got some good young receivers there. So we'll see. Yeah. It was, I, I just think. It it, 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 it is an overreaction and it's not. It is the conclusion we're coming to because like Aaron Rodgers is amazing, but at the same time, he is 100% trying to force his way out of Green Bay. He's, he's not washed up. He's not shitty. He's just trying to get the fuck out of there. And there's no doubt about that at this point. The next one. All right. So I, I got to go back to my boys real quick. Is the repeat on Tampa Bay? Is this a foregone conclusion? Are, 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 it, it, should we just give him the trophy now? Because... Tom Brady looked amazing. They brought back the whole team. They looked awesome. What do you think? So I'm, I'm going to say no because of what we just saw last year in Kansas City, right? People automatically crowd Kansas City, right? And that's hard to do in football. Like, you know, once again, I'm a Patriot fan. 07, boys ran through the league. I'm talking about demolished folks. Uh, just ask the Redskins. Ask, you know, ask Baltimore. Like, they, they ran through... Everyone. The one that stands out to me is that Titans one. Remember that? Oh no, that was a couple of years after that. But yeah, the fifty, yeah, yeah, fifty, yeah, fifty nine. Nothing. Yeah, but still, they, they were still dominant. They like nothing. There's only been one thing in sports that's been absolute, and that was the 2016, 2017 Golden State Warriors. Other than that, there's nothing that's absolute. Like, and I, I know people want to, you know, get that test to Patrick Mahomes because of what he does. We know our producer thinks that Mahomes is going to be out of here next week. If you ask him, he thinks he's going to be on IR. But we stick up. Uh, listen, the man's exciting to watch. Get that. But after what we saw last year with Kansas City supposed to go back to back, they did. It's like, oh, they would have won three in a row if XYZ didn't happen. So uh, to me, this hypothetical stuff, you know, it's not about an effort. It's just what actually happened. So no, it's not a uh, overreaction. And I like to Tampa. But Tampa's not going to repeat. They're not going to repeat. I don't think. They'll get there, but I don't think they repeat. All right. All right. Fair enough. I agree with you. I, I, I don't think they're going to repeat. I think it's too hard. I do think that they look really, really good, though. And I think it's going to be really tough to take him down. Facts. The next overreaction. The Cleveland Browns are the same Cleveland Browns because they blew that game in Kansas City. 
What do you so for, again for everyone who lives under a rock? Cleveland Browns had what an eighteen point lead, or was it eighteen? It was twenty eight. Yes, twenty eight to ten. Yep, twenty eight to ten. Right, and it, obviously, as DK predicted and as Joe predicted, Kansas City came roaring back, came back, and took down the Cleveland Browns again in comeback fashion. Another great game. But are the Browns still just the Browns? Can they not get over that hump? So they'll get over the AFC North hump because they have the most talent in that division. But when it comes to actually winning, and we just talked about it with the pictures, right? Like you have to learn to win. But but Cleveland hasn't been in the playoff picture since John Elway, you know, doing playing doing the drive against them in, in 1987. So we're talking over 30 years, right? So you know, Bernie Kozar's out walking through that door. You know, Ernest Biner's out walking through that door. That's not happening, right? Uh, our guy Dennis Northcutt, bro. <laughs> Oh, no, no, Derek Anderson. Derek Anderson, baby, not walking through that door. You feel me? Braylon Edwards, you know, the show goes on. Those guys aren't walking through the door. So Cleveland has talent. You know, obviously, you know, uh, I think Beckham, Odell Beckham, I think is becoming a a really big what if right now. I'm not sure we'll ever see him at full strength ever again. And that may be an overreaction as we say that because he was out again for week one. But no, but to answer your question, yeah, Cleveland is still Cleveland. And like I said, they'll get over to AOC Norfolk, but. They won't do much come postseason. I'm going to go and disagree with that and think that's a huge overreaction because I think it's the opposite, in my opinion. I think Cleveland showed to me exactly what I thought they would. I think that they're a legitimate contender in this league, and they just got past their biggest hump. So I think Cleveland's going to end up 11-1. and one. They're not going to lose another game until they get to, I think it was the Ravens in like week 12 or week 13. I think Cleveland's about to go on a run. I believe in Baker Mayfield, and I know he has so much hate on him, but I believe in Baker. It's something about his swag. You guys know how I feel about with quarterbacks with swag when they just got that it factor, and I just feel like Baker does. Uh, I wish they could have pulled that game out, man. I really do, not only just for my own bragging rights to be like, I, I told you Cleveland was awesome, but just because, like, I think football is better when the Browns are good, too. Yeah, just love I, I like the Browns, man. Yeah, listen, the, the fan base deserves it. Um, sorry, Leah, as you listen, you listen to this. I know you're all Pittsburgh, but you know, yeah, the the still the the Cleveland fans deserve this, right? Like they're they're definitely top five lower fan bases in the NFL, maybe of all the sports, right? So the, the dog pound is it's been in full effect for forever. I mean, we'll see. I don't think they're gonna reel off ten or eleven straight. I just don't foresee that happening. A lot of things would have to go right, obviously, just like with any season. But I once again, they, they who know? I feel like they may go eight four. You know, nine and three—that's possible. But ten or eleven straight until that Baltimore game—I just don't see that happening. But well, we'll see. But like I said, Baker Mayfield got to take that step. You got to take that leap. Because if not, you know, they'll, they'll still be—you know, like I said, good enough to win the division. But the success in the playoffs won't be what they envision. The road from one AFC North team to the other, uh, the other contender, or who I think after this week one is a contender. So I'm going to put that as my overreaction here. Are the Pittsburgh Steelers contenders, man? We went through this all last year. Uh, they come out, they they look great against the Bills. They shut down that high-powered offense, which we'll get to another overreaction after this. But they shut down that high-powered offense, and they looked legit. Big Ben made the throw when he needed to. The offense looks like garbage, as we expected. But is the defense enough to carry them, man? It, it, are the Steelers good? Uh, are they good enough to top the Browns? Uh, what do you think? So, I'm, I'm sorry, but no, like, I think, like, and I get it, right? They were killer last year. Like I said, 11-0, they, they were running through everybody. Um, 
And then, like I said, Ben got even older real quick. He still looked really old on, on Sunday, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, you made a couple of throws. Okay, cool. But Najee Harris and, and that running back crew, they, they're going to have to be the guys. And once again, Dwayne Haskins looked good in, in the preseason. So I do think that if he got some more reps, like he, he might be someone that could be effective in that offense, you know, as a reclamation project you know, over there. But yeah, listen, as long as Ben is behind the center, I mean, I know just from a, I guess from a, a savvy veteran standpoint, they'd have a chance because he's, he's going to keep them in the game. But he has a gut sucker mentality too, man, kind of like Brett Favre. He's going to throw a pick when you, you know, when you, when you need him not to, you know, he's going to get sacked when you need him not to type thing. So, you know, but yeah, the defense is definitely legit. So the defense will keep them in, in most games. But now if the defense had run the game, but kind of like what it was with Ben when he first got there in 04, when they went 15 and one, then yeah, it could be right. But I just don't see the defense and running game controlling it all year because eventually, especially in today's league, you have to be able to throw the ball. Uh, consistently, and although they have Deontay Johnson and you know Juju Smith-Schuster and uh, Chase Claypool, like and they had, they have a great wide receiver core, great wide receiver core. But if you have a guy that can't get to them consistently and only throw for 170 yards, you're gonna struggle. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm very. It's a complete overreaction. I, I was pulling a pump fake there on DK uh, and Lee. The, the, this deal is <laughs> they're horrible. <laughs> that offense is, is just it is not gonna get it done, man. Listen, you, you have. One of the upcoming running backs, and he goes, what, like 16 for 38 or something like that. Big Ben looked so sloppy in that first half. He was missing some wide-open targets. The defense is awesome. Defense is awesome. But I think that game has more to do with the Bills than it does with the Steelers because this is going to lead right to my next overreaction. I don't think the Bills are going to be as great this year, man. I do see... I definitely come back to earth year for the Bills. I, I still see them going like 10 and 6, but right, overreaction coming into the season, the Bills being the runaway in the, NF, in the AFC East and Josh Allen being an MVP frontrunner were complete overreactions. They're overrated. They're not as good as we thought. What do you think? Yeah, so I, I got a confession. So <laughs> uh, shout out to my, my guy, uh, Ricky. We, so me and him and told the guys were in, the, uh, in our group chat. And I remember seeing, like, after Pittsburgh beat Buffalo, I said, we're going to win the AFC East. Like, like this this team is not what it should be. So, you know, and I, I can't unerase it. It's there. Like, it's in the group chat. <laughs> the message is there. So I was like, we're going to win the AFC East. Now, we lost on Sunday. But I was like, okay. I said, Josh Allen definitely took a step back. And I think that's something he was calling about. That he was calling for that last year. Bobby. I think he was saying that he was going to take a step back. You know, but, you know, me and Craig was on the hype train. He was like, yo, Josh Allen is, is that guy. And get it, with, with no crowd, yeah, with no crowd, you know, it, it was definitely Bill's Mafia. You know, it was a solid Bill Mafia, Bill's Mafia, but it, it was running through, you know, everybody. So I just thought, man, that crowd at Orchard Park is crazy. You know, you live up in that area, like, Orchard Park, that that area is crazy up there at Ruffles Stadium. I don't even know what it's called now, but that's what I remember it as. So it's always going to be Ruffles Stadium uh, to me, but. You know, so yeah, but yeah, they definitely took a step back. Defensively, they'll still be fine because when you had Trey White and, uh, you know, I, I forget at the I forget is it Edwards forty nine Edwards Trey Edwards something like that. So they have some pro guys on that defense, so that they still should be good. But, uh, yeah, Josh Allen got to play. You got to come with it. If not, they're, they're going to take a step back, and you know, hopefully that means that you know the Wingers can just swoop right in and steal the division right back. What what always scared me about the Bills last year is they were awesome. But their lack of run game always scared me. The fact that they were that that 
dumping, dumping, what's the word I'm looking for? Dump and run offense where they didn't have a run game. They had short passing game and that's how they ran the ball. And they were always in shotgun. That always scares me with the team. I think it's a little more gimmicky than a team that can just light up under center and just shove it down your throat, but can also play action off of that and can do other things. So that always kind of scared me with them. Um, I just don't see the same success as last year. And to me, losing to the Steelers like that, a team that, listen, the, the Steelers were so bad in that first half. They were so bad. They had 53 yards of total offense. And the Bills lost that game at home. I think that smells trouble to me, man. It just does. You know, like you can't be a playoff contending team, have a team come in and just shit the bed, look like booty the entire first half, and then have them come back and beat you. Yeah, I mean, no, you're right. Especially with Pittsburgh has a damn near brand new offensive line. Uh, I said a rookie running back like they you definitely should have been you know whipping their ass all over the field but that didn't happen so oh oh well do you want me to be heartbroken about <laughs> on division rival losing the game hell no I'm, I'm I'm super glad uh that you know they went down so it, it is what it is but uh another one I thought about too that this wasn't on a marshy but yo F- Philadelphia thirty two to six against the Atlanta Falcons. And look, man, it's the Atlanta Falcons. Like, um, I'm sorry, my, my homeboy Gerald that listened to the show. Appreciate your, your support. Listen, man, it was Atlanta, bro. It was Atlanta. They have not been the same since February 5th, 2017, which is now a national holiday. We didn't, we didn't realize that. <laughs> it's National 28th to 3 Day, okay? So I'm I'm sorry, G. They, they're, not, they're not that team, pal. They're not that team. Uh, shout out to Jalen Hurst for doing this thing. Shout out to Devontae Smith for getting a touchdown. He looked pretty good, but it was Atlanta. Let's temper the expectations. Calm down. You're not winning the NFC East. <laughs> like, just take a deep breath, enjoy the win, and move on. So, you know, I'll, I'll pass it to the NFC East expert here. Bobby, what were your thoughts about Philly? Are they as good as what they looked at on Sunday? Or, you know, is that, it was that a mirage? So it was definitely a surprise. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. When I looked at that score, I was like, wow. The thing with the Falcons, so before I get to the Eagles, the thing with the Falcons, I always thought that they went half-assed moving on from that. And after you blow that lead, man, it, after that next season, if shit still isn't good, you got to blow that thing up. And they didn't. They still have Matt Ryan. They still have these pieces hanging around from that 28-3 to that just lingers over the team. So I agree with you. Until that they are completely separated from the worst debacle the worst choke in Super Bowl history that team will ever be yet. Um, Eagles, listen, you're asking the wrong guy when it comes to the Eagles because I f- fucking hate the But they don't look bad. I'll give them that. Jalen Hurts is good. Jalen Hurts is definitely a good quarterback. I don't think so. One of the overreactions I saw with him was that he's an excellent Lamar Jackson. Don't see that. I don't think he has the, the playmaking skills that Lamar has. But at the same time, I think Javante Smith. Uh, and Jalen Rager are a hell of a wide receiver corp. They went from a, a shitty, awful wide receiver corp to, to a very good young wide receiver corp with upside. They have good defense. I, I don't think they're going to be as bad as people thought. I don't think that they're contenders. I don't think Hurts is there yet. Could he get there? Maybe. But I don't think that they're yet there yet. They have too many holes. I don't think Serrani is that good of a head coach. Um, but again, it's only been one week. So, like, I can't say that. But, you know. Fuck the I, I mean, 
I mean, listen, I mean, obviously, you know, I thought that, you know, I, I thought Washington would be the kind of team that would be ending up competing in there because, you know, they have the best defense, I feel like, in that division. They have the best player in that division, in my opinion, and Chase Young outside of Dak. So we'll, we'll see. But yeah, listen, like, yeah, cal- calm down, G. Calm down, Trey. Yeah, it's, 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 not, it's not that serious. They had a good win. They looked really good. They might get smacked. 35 to 10 and we too late. Just, just chill. So we got two more. I want two more. So because the two NFC teams and we got to touch on them because they're the two biggest stories from the NFC. The Rams, man, it, it, are the Rams. So my overreaction is Matthew Stafford is the missing piece and the Rams are now the favorite in the NFC. Tell me why I'm wrong, man. Tell me why. Tell me why. Tell me why a team that Jared Goff bought to brought to the Super Bowl with mediocre quarterback play can't be one of the best teams in the league with Matthew Stafford throwing 70 yard bombs on, on a dive. So I, I, I can't because I'm listening. I'm just like the other wrong guy I talked to about the Eagles. I'm the wrong guy to talk about Matthew Stafford. I am the biggest Matthew Stafford supporter probably on this show. I wanted him to replace. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted him to replace Tom last year. I, two years ago, I should say like, I, I love Matthew Stafford. Like, Ever since that game on NFL Fells where he had like spread his shoulder gets clipped and he's like, I'm gonna finish the game. And I'm like, this motherfucker's tough. Like I I I will ride with him any day, any time. Like, so he just needed to get out of NFC North. So sorry, Dave. I know you thought he was shitty because he was in Detroit. Everyone shitting in Detroit. Just saying. You know, yes, he had, you know, Marvin Jones and Calvin Johnson and you know, uh other guys that was there. But <laughs> listen, man, he, he's over there and and there. Shout out to Cooper Cup. Is real. I, I thought maybe it was just a golf thing with him, and maybe Sean like Cooper Cup is the real deal. I miss him on my fantasy team. I need to find a way to get him back if I can. So someone that has him in the, on the MTP league, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming to trade for my guy number eighteen. Cooper Cup. I, I, I'm a fan for sure. Uh, I need to get a jersey too. But yeah, I won't. Over, I won't say it's not overreaction Matthew Stafford, but I can't say they're the favorite because it doesn't. I wouldn't put them over Tampa Bay. I wouldn't put them. I mean, I mean, I can't think of another team that they maybe, uh, even and I get it. I know they just lost, but hell, to me, I still think Green Bay's on. Green Bay can beat um, LA. Hell, they beat them last year in in, in the playoffs. So I, I just think to me, there's they may they may be third or fourth on that on that pecking order. But uh, listen, LA is definitely going to be a good team. Matthew Stafford clearly is an upgrade over uh over over Sunshine over over Ryan Gosling. So. He, he's 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 gonna it's gonna, gonna be good. It's gonna be good. And, and then so I lied. So quick, two, real quick. So other one, Cardinals are the Cardinals now a powerhouse in the NFC? Is Kawamari real? Is he actually a passing quarterback? Can we trust this Cardinals Sierra? I've I've been fighting it. You know, my my boy Aaron, you know, always comments on our live shows. You know, he's been suing the the horn for Arizona for the last year and a half, and I'm just like, uh, I don't know, but. Yeah, Kyler Murray seems to be the real deal. Like I, I kind of alluded to earlier in the show, he's everything I thought Lamar was going to be. You know, he, he has the arm talent. He has. He's the fastest son of a bitch I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, it's 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 fucking ridiculous how he gets around the field. But you know, it it helps when you have you know a DeAndre Hopkins. It helps when you have you know you know you bring over AJ Green, yeah, Christian Kirk, you know uh, our guy from UMass. I hit Andy. Andy has a bellow, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, there's so much talent on this team now. 
I think Chase Edmonds, Chase Edmonds is their running back where they maybe can upgrade at the running back position, but you know, passing wise, they're going to be great. And my God, Chandler Jones, my God, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five sacks, five of them. Are you kidding me? Five? Like, I'm, I'm like, yo. And I, uh, it's, once again, that's one of the few guys I'm like, damn, like, I was upset when the women traded him. Like, that's that crack TikTok right there. Too bad the Patriots can't have a guy like Chandler Jones. Like, oh, oh, wait, right, yeah, <laughs> right, oh, oh, wait, you know, <laughs> whatever that music is, that off slap. Yeah, I'm just gonna turn my head slowly and say, oh, we fucking had him. We did have him, and you let him go for basically peanuts at the time. So that, oh my god, him and Richard Seymour are two guys that. I'm just like, I'm just mad. But anyway, that, that I can go on that chapter forever. But yeah, yeah, like I said, I've been trying to fight against it, but I can't any longer. They dominated Tennessee and everyone knows how I feel about a Derrick Henry led team. I know I'm the old, I'm the low ranger when it comes to, you know, running back and be the best player doing it. I know to the other five on here that the running back position is not needed, that running back suck and all the other nonsense you guys hey, got. The there. other four. All right. Yeah, I got I'm, a D. All right. I got a D. So I got to so keep feeding it. So yeah. <laughs> Understand, like, listen, 20, 20 carries for 100 yards or 20 carries for 200 yards. Like, Derrick Henry is, is a beast, so, but they looked awful. He looked awful. Uh, Tannehill looked awful. You know, for them to get AJ Brown and Julio Jones and absolutely get, you know, nothing for them virtually was, uh, was, was awful. It was a joke. So, yeah, Arizona handled business, and yeah, they look like they're going to be for real in the NFC West and they just the NFC overall. I think J.J. Watt was a huge piece of that, too, because, listen, Chandler Jones isn't getting five sacks if you don't have J.J. Watt on the other side. We can have it either, you know. So, so you know, we'll skip the last one because we'll go to the power rankings. We'll cover it there. So, power rankings every week. Uh, we started these back up. We love them. Created a lot of controversy last year. Kind of hoping to do the same thing again. So, let's go. So, week one power rankings, I do want to preface this with this is based off of week one, okay? My preseason rankings or the preseason rankings have nothing to do with this. They're not based off of the week one. So like people are dropping different places, dropping two spots because of those preseason rankings. So week one, we're fresh, new season. Where we go. Number 10. Only because I didn't see a team on Sunday that looked as good as we did offensively and looked as good as or looked like they could stop that Tom Brady offense. I'm going to do it, man. I'm going to go number 10, my Dallas Cowboys. Just, just because. Yes. I know. I know. But listen, hear me out. Hear me out, though. When you were watching those games on Sunday, did you see a team or nice teams that you thought, or I guess 20 teams, because we're going the other way, 20 other teams that you thought could keep up with the Buccaneers like the Cowboys did? Because I personally didn't. Okay, I, I didn't see a team that got smoked on Sunday that I was like, oh, they're better than the Cowboys. I didn't, The Chargers aren't better than the Cowboys. The Redskins aren't better than the Cowboys. Like, I was just trying to go through all these teams, and I'm like, I'm putting them there. Listen, I guess there's so much hometown behind that, but I'm sticking with it. Ted, the Cowboys. Yeah, I'll, I'll, reserve, I'll reserve judgment. Yeah, let, let me get the five before you. Yeah, before you yell at me for putting the Cowboys in the top ten. So we got nine 49ers. They looked awesome. Yes, they almost blew that game against Detroit, but I, I just feel like with this Shanahan offense, 
even with Mostert out, I don't see them missing much of a beat. Seems like they can just plug any running back into there, and they're fine. I, I think the four downs are good. That defense is awesome. Number eight, listen, it hurt me to do this. I don't believe in them. But from what I saw week one, the beta team I thought was going to be one of the top 10 teams. So I'm going to put the Steelers number just because of what I saw week one. Again, the defense looked great. The offense needs a lot of work, uh, but that was an impressive win week one for sure. Seven, Seahawks. They're awesome. Russell Wilson's awesome. DK Metcalf's awesome. Tyler Lockett's awesome. They have a lot of work to do defensively. I think they could have looked a lot better. In week one, there's a lot of things they could shore up, but they did enough to get the win convincingly. Again, that offense is going to be tough to stop. Six, Cardinals. We just went over it. They're awesome. Kyler Murray is, like I said, the fastest man I've seen in the field. I don't know if it's because he takes his like little tiny scamper steps or like what it is, but like, man, he is so fast. That defense is going to be tough to beat. And with Watt and Chandler Jones coming off the edges, I, I don't know what else you could do. Number five, the team I wanted to get to before. The New Orleans Saints, man. I, I I love Jameis being the quarterback of this team. He's never had, well, I guess that's such a lie, that he had a great offense in the Buccaneers. But having seen what he did in week one and seeing what the Saints were, I love the way they look, man. So I'm putting them at number five because they were so impressive. They spanked the Packers. They didn't just beat them. They bet them over like, bro, you did something wrong. You're going to fucking timeout, and you're getting 12 lashings on the way to it. So, Saints at number five. What do you think, man? I know. I couldn't help myself. So, so honestly, so five through nine, I, I, I have no issue with. I really don't. I think that is that spot on. Uh, at 10, I'd actually have Miami instead of Dallas. They were 11. They were the team I was, so, so to be fair, they were the team I was 12. Yeah, I'd, I'd have it 10. Um. Listen, like that defense looked really legit, and if they maybe had a better quarterback than Tua, they might have beat us by a couple of touchdowns. Honestly, Tua's just not—he's he's not the guy to future. He's not. We, we made—they're trying to force him to that to be like that down there, but he—he's not going to be that guy. But I, like I said, I'd, I'd put Miami ten. But like I said, I love where Arizona is. Love where Seattle is. I may have had the Saints a little bit higher only because of how badly they beat the Packers, even though it was at a neutral site, but. Listen, five touchdowns from Jameis. You know, he definitely looked like FSU Jameis there for sure. And, you know, that laser eye surgery is paying off. You know, I know we kind of, we scoffed at the notion of him coming up pitch in the ring. And he was like, there's no way, like, if you're going to get a guy that's going to throw for 30 touchdowns to 30 picks, like, that would never fly. You know, and then, you know, we had a lot of first with him last year. So, I mean, maybe who knows? Same as, same as Winston might have been a little bit better. But, no, listen, five through nine, great. I said, my only thing, I said, I would have just had uh, Miami. And they also won their game. That matters. Uh, they won their game. <laughs> uh, like I said, and I'm, and I'm being unbiased here. They beat my team. I think that's a day. They deserve to be in that top 10 for, for week one. I don't disagree with that. Now that I heard your rationale behind it, like I don't disagree with it. They're just staying there. The Cowboys are staying at 10 because this might be the only time that I have like plausible, possible rationale to put this team in the top 10. Listen. We almost beat the champs, man. We look great. So they're staying there, all right? There's no moving them. They're at 10. Yeah, oh, oh, we're together on week four. <laughs> and I'll, I'll be drunk out of my mind by that. If we beat them, oh my God. They'll be at fucking number one. <laughs> oh, man. Crazy. We'll number <laughs> higher than one. But anyways, so number four, the team I believe in, I know they lost. 
the Browns, I, I think they were very impressive week one. I know I'm probably going to catch a lot of shit for putting two over one teams in my top 10. I don't care. The Browns are number four. Uh, I think they looked really good. They played the best team in the NFL. Listen, when you expect an 18-point comeback, you can't fault the team who gave up that 18-point comeback. I'm just saying. Three, the Rams. Listen, man, Matthew Stafford has a whole different offense to that team. It's it's so different. Sean McVay is a genius. We were waiting for that genius to come back. We are all having wet dreams over it a couple of years ago. So it's about time. Stafford's going to add a whole element there. Uh and then two and one are the most obvious two and ones that we've had in a long time in the NFL. The two teams that were in the Super Bowl last year, number two is the Chiefs, number one is the Bucks. Um, they're honestly interchangeable to me. I, I think either one of them could be considered the best team in the NFL right now. The only reason the Bucks get the edge is because of Tom Brady. That's it. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's saying, oh, that over Patrick Mahomes, that shows how special Brady is. But yeah. But, it, it's, but, funny, it's, but it's, it's, it's funny how quickly that changed, right? Because even coming into Tampa Bay last year, I was like, man, there's no way. It doesn't matter who my whole face. Like, he could be facing the 85 Bears. He could be facing, you know, the old seven Patriots. Like, he's going to put up 50. He's going to put up 60. He's going to get 700 yards. And it was just like, yo, like, he's human still. Like, he, he is still human. Like, he's a phenomenal player. Like, one of the best this game has ever seen already in his short career. But he's still human. He's gonna make mistakes. And once again, we saw that. Like I said, they scored. They didn't even. They didn't even score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Like they, they didn't even score a touchdown. So I'm I'm fine with the one or two. I agree with the being interchangeable. I agree with you. And uh, now that we have the whole list, the Saints should be headed to Browns. Like let's come on. <laughs> like thirty eight to three. You you get you get like I said, Cleveland from what they showed on the field. Yes, they they are in the top ten regardless of. The, the loss, and you have to factor in the opponent. That's true. But yeah, I mean, listen, the, the Saints really, maybe she even be top three. When you win 38 to three, the guy, five touchdowns for Javis. Like, we're not talking about the crab legs. We're not talking about the licking the fingers and the, and the, and the you know, you know what that, you know, that's that W. None of those foolish antics. The man came out there and looked like 2013 hybrid winner. James was like he he looked phenomenal. So and it would be Sean Payne to to re to reinvigorate his career down there in in uh, in New Orleans. So and they, they don't even have Michael Thomas back. So I can only imagine what's going to be once they get him back. Yeah, we'll already get another piece out there. But yeah, uh, say his baby could jump up to to the top three. Uh, maybe jump, maybe jump L.A. Uh, and then come back. Who knows? But like I said, you know, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But yeah, that that Saints team was really impressive. I didn't think they'd be this this good. Right away, I think maybe they had to work up to it. But hey, if Davis is going to be that guy, once again, it's hard. It's hard to get guys that get throw thirty touchdowns, even though he had thirty picks, thirty touchdowns is nothing to sneeze at. We clearly can ball, but I say if he can see clearly now, <laughs> uh, it, it, it may be a wrap. I can see clearly now. The picks are gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. Okay, yeah. So I'm with, I'm with that. I don't disagree on the Browns and Saints point. I really don't. 38 to 3 is nothing, especially against the Packers who like had that mystique coming in. You had your game move to Jacksonville. So I don't hate it. Yeah. So, anyways, Patriots number two. Yeah. Pat's number two. Pass number two, baby. Pass on Mac Jones, baby. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. baby. Top two. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. So, obviously, listen, we, uh, before we close out, obviously, two was coming up, you know, after this episode would drop. But, you know, so, you know, what are some games you're looking forward to? 
uh, in week two and, you know, who, who should we be looking at in, in your opinion, uh, Bobby? So one of the, I love week two right now because what you're looking at is you're looking at a lot of teams that had great games in week one against teams that didn't have that great a game in week one. So like Titans Seahawks, I think it's going to tell us a lot about the Titans. If the Seahawks come out and just stomp the Titans into the ground, it's going to be a long year for the Titans. The other one to me, man, I hate to do it to you, but the other one I'm looking at is past Jets. Like I, I hate to bring us into this right now, but. Oh, wait, were we too though? If, 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 if the patching, if the patch, so. The the outlook on the Pats season right now, we're looking at like our Pats fans. If they lose against the Jets and a rookie quarterback, Howard's going to light on fire in New England. And you know that's true. But it, sh- it shouldn't though. Like it, it, it shouldn't land on fire. It should. It shouldn't. Like I also remember being one and two and you can go back and listen to the championship rewrap. You know, we can put that in the show notes too. Uh, I remember another team in 2001 being one and two. Uh, some guy getting laid the fuck out <laughs> and then, you know, some guy coming in and going, you know, eight and four along the way. So give it time. I know it was a different era and we were, their expectations were super low, but now we can't put this man on a Tom Brady pedestal after one fucking game. Like we can't, we cannot do that. Like, I'm sorry, 2021. I'm sorry, Twitter burst. Like you, you cannot put this man, do not surpass Celtics Twitter and, and one game. Like do not make this big shit. Don't no, no, I have this Mac Jones become like the great fucking stigma of the Patriots where he's becoming Tom Brady after one fucking game. Relax. I'm going to keep saying that. Craig, you got to put that in the episode. Re- R-E-L-A-X. Relax, please. I'm telling you, like, this is not, a, I'm sorry. And <laughs> you probably brought this up to get another reaction and that's fine. I'm lucky for that. But you, you, you've got, we've got to change. Got you. Like, this is not a must win. Obviously, I want to beat the Jets because the Jets are the Jets. And once again, I want to yell on the next time I'm on here, J-E-T-S, just end the season. That's what I want to yell. I- I'm going to yell that. Zach Wilson didn't look good all Sunday either. He looked terrible. Trevor Lawrence looked terrible. Mac Jones by far looked the best out of all the rookie quarterbacks that was taken in the first round. I mean, shout out to Trey Lance. You know, it was the guy that a lot of us wanted. You know, getting that five-yard touchdown, uh, you know, against Detroit. But please, like, that's not a must-win. And hell should not be set on fire, but you're right, Bobby. It probably will be. And I'll be sitting here, you know, pulling my dreads out because I hear some dumb, some dumb shit on talk radio and Twitter. And like I said, Twitter will be literally on on fire. So In Boston? No. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so the game of the week, though, is is obvious. So the Ravens were just in the game of the week against the Raiders. Um, or ended up being in the game of the week. Next week, Chiefs Ravens, man. That's the game of the week, right? It's either that or... I hate to say it. I don't mean it because I just put him in the top 10, but Cowboys Chargers is the other intriguing game of the week, I think. Yeah, I mean, you know, your, your boy, Harbin uh, might put up 40. So, I mean, that's, that's why that game could be a lot of fun because you're going to have two quarterbacks that are just going to be slinging the ball in that game with Herbert and Dak. Yeah, he might put up 40 and Dak may put up 43. Who knows? Like, that's, it might be just that type of game. Yeah, I mean, I'm not so sure Chiefs Ravens will be exciting though. I think Kansas City might smoke them. Now, once again, I'm a Lamar supporter, but once again, if you blew the game against this Vegas team, what, what's going to happen when you face Kansas City? And they're scoring every fucking time, every time. The man just said, "Fuck it, Tyreek's down there somewhere." Just, just flings it. Are you kidding me? Seventy-five yards, flicks it, flicks it. <laughs> not 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 stepping into the throw. His submarine throws. Yeah, just yeah, just just flicking the wrist. You know, look at the flick of the wrist. Like, just look at the flick of the wrist. 
just finds Tyreek. Tyreek does his little dance, throws up the peace sign, touchdown, Kansas City. Like, I just, to me, I, I, I don't know. So, I, I, I do expect that game. To, I hope that, I'm hoping that game is good. I do think that the Chargers and Cowboys game can be good. I'm expecting a blowout with the, with the Patriots and Jets. I, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not going to sit here and act like it's just going to be a 20 to 17 game. Like, if, if they, if, if Jets sweep Josh actually lets. That's it, right? Jets sweep Josh. Yes, that's it. That's, that's, that's recording it, Craig. So get the t-shirts ready. Jets sweep Josh. So J, JSJ, baby, hashtag, hashtag JSJ. But he, let, let him throw. Let him throw. Like, I, I just want to start that chant. Just let him throw. Like, that's our best option right now. And once again, find that balance. Keep that balance between Harrison Stevenson and, and James White. But that that's what I'm looking for. So that should be a blowout. But those are the few things that come to mind. Uh, we'll see. We didn't talk about this earlier, but uh, Houston looked really good against Jacksonville. We'll see what if, if Houston finds a way to beat uh, Cleveland. Are we, are we saying it for real now? So, you know, that's, that, that's another intricate thing. Going into week two, so I said a lot, a lot of great games. I said it's always great to see a full state on the board. I know the Giants and, and uh, Washington football team game is on Thursday. Yeah, I just want to see you know Chase Young just sack Danny Dimes like four or five times. That'd be beautiful to watch. You know, because I, I you know I hate Giants, but go ahead, Bob. If the Lions somehow on Monday night go into Lambeau Field and come out with a victory against the Packers, Aaron Rodgers is. Done in Green Bay, making that proclamation right now. If Detroit comes into Lambeau Field and beats the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers will be traded within the next month. And there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt of that in my mind. If 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 that actually happens, it's over. He's not even trying. He is James Hardening you. So if the Lions can come in and do that, I don't think. When was the last time they did that? I don't know, but I, I mean, that, that's that leads into my question. So I'm great that I'm glad that you asked that. So, I mean, is, is Scott Mitchell walking through that door? Is Herman Moore walking through that door? Is Barry Sanders walking through that door? So, I mean, we know the answer to this. So, the answer is no. So, if those guys are walking through the door. They're not walking into Lambeau Field and being those. Not with Ryan Gosling. No way. There's no way that Ryan Gosling comes into Lambeau Field and beats <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. No way. No way he comes in and beats discount double check. No way. No way. He, that's, that's not happening. If that does, then yeah, listen, I, by the time, by the time they do the post game conferences, you should hear, dun 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 Aaron Rodgers has been dealt to set team. And we're making the graphic about it on, on our Instagram. Cause that, that's, that's what should happen because that would be, that might be worse than James because he was still balling. He had a couple of games where he had 40 and 10 with Houston. So the man gets 40 to sleep. So Aaron Rodgers, just do better. Stop passing the buck on everybody else. It's like, you know, take some blame for playing bad and not thinking it was, you know, Vontae Scanlon or it was something that Devontae did or something that Aaron Jones did or something that uh, the A.J. Dillon did. Shout out, shout out to B.C. Like, it's not just them. It's you too. So go, go ahead, man. The Cavernator. So the Packers, so the Lions are 20, or so the Packers are 22 and 3 at Lambeau Field against Detroit since 1992. And they've lost once since... So they've lost twice. So they've lost twice since 1992. Once was in 2018 and once was in 2015. And and the twenty and the, and the 2018 year was when it was before his first year. And I think the Packers were like 6 and 10 that year. Like the Packers were garbage. So 
if this actually happens, man, tw- think about that. 28 and 3 since 1992. You have an MVP quarterback. You like that? You like that? That was good, right? Shout out to Brady in his video this week, 28 and 3. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, but you have that record there. And then if, if that actually happens, man, with this line of scene with Goff, with the weapons they have, I'm calling it Rodgers traded by the end of September, if that happens. No, I'll, I'll say that for the game. Down and out, he's gone. Like, they're they going to have everyone on there, Scott Van Pelt, whoever they're going to talk. Like, he, he's gone. He, he's gone, ladies and gentlemen. He, 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 Superman has left the building. Like, he'll, he'll be out of there for sure. Like, after the game. Like, I, you're not even doing a press conference. Get your ass on the bus. You're gone. See you later. Like, that, and, and then lose Detroit. Especially if it's, it may lose, like, it's like 34 17. Like, yo, pack him or send him home. Pack him up and send him home. Like, immediately. Immediately. Or do it like if I remember, uh, what's the guy from uh, Miami? And uh, if I get it wrong, you know, Craig can cut this out of the post, but uh, I think it was Vontae Davis. He quit at halftime. At halftime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was that fucking bad. This <laughs> Rick. This man retired at halftime. I said, Are you serious? One man said, We're getting smacked so badly. I'm I'm okay. I'm good. Like that. You, you know, you know how defeated you have to be mentally to be like, yo, I'm getting these checks, but. Man, fuck it. I, I gotta go. So that's just wild. No, but if if the Lions beat the Packers on Sunday, we'll all see it firsthand because Aaron Rodgers is gonna shed some tears in that postgame press conference. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be I'll be sharing some the laughter and so with DK for sure if that happens. So So with yeah, DK. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'll probably be there trying to bring him to the airport and was shots him for for sure. So <laughs> you know, so but uh that's good. So, is that any any last words on week two before we close and wrap it up? Uh, no, not really. I mean, just I'm pumped for week two. Uh, I love that we're gonna get into the midst of this NFL season now, get away from these overreactions uh, because there's nothing better than looking back at week one after week five and being like, everyone was wrong. Everyone was wrong. Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'll be wrong on ninety percent of those. So, yeah. So, it was what's all. Uh, those, those and with some final words. So, any final words? No, you're good, man. Yeah, Joe. Well, for me, like I said we haven't done, we haven't done this um in, in a while. Well, I haven't done this in a while, I should say. But uh, since I last been on, they had they had uh, indicted the two of the people that helped murder. When I yeah, yeah, that's, that's the right word. Murdered Elijah McClain. So they indicted people that that killed Elijah McClain. So I'm glad that finally happened. So like I said, we've been screaming justice for that. So like I said, Black Lives Matter every day, and not just when it's convenient. Uh, for you, so I said that's all I gotta say about that, and that's this has been a dope show. Yeah, man, it's been awesome. Uh, so for Ray Sean, uh, I'm real BK Buck Kelly, greatest producer in the world, Craig D'Alessandro. Uh, that's week one of the NFL season, ladies and gentlemen. It's back, uh, NFL here to stay at least until February. But I'm real BK Bob Kelly, that's Ray Sean. We're out later. Are you a fan of classic cinema or a young person who wants to discover the best films of all time? Do these legendary movies still hold up? On the Generation Film Podcast, two guys who grew up when movies dominated the culture share a great film with a panel of young movie lovers and see how it plays for today's generation. We discuss changes in storytelling styles, representation, and the making of each film, its initial reception, and how its meaning has changed over the years. Join us as we explore cinema classics across generations on Generation Film. Electric acid. Electric acid.